Hey guys, welcome to the Mom Voice. I'm Lauren. And I'm Sarah. With seven kids between the two of us, we know what a wild ride parenting can be. But that it's also the most rewarding job any of us will ever do. As longtime best friends, we've been together for a lot, helping each other all along the way. And now we're sharing our journeys with you, letting you in on our day-to-day to hear what's working in our homes and what's not. Each week, we'll be sitting down to talk all the things, from parenting to TV, relationships to self-care. We'll cover it all. So whether you're a stay-at-home mom or empty nester, join us here to get informed and help your family thrive. Together, we'll figure it all out. Welcome to your Mommy Morning Show. Before we kick off the episode, we are so excited to tell you about the Allure Beauty Box. As we head into the holiday season, there is no better time to start thinking about a unique and pretty fabulous gift that you can get someone you love. Each month, the editors at Allure pick out six curated products just for their members. You will receive at least three full-size products valued at $100 or more. The editors have a mix of luxury and indie brands that they're dying to share, and they love to throw in extra goodies. They have boxes starting at just $19 a month, and they feature all the brands that we love, like MAC, First Day Beauty, Victor and Rolf, Tarte, Rare Beauty, Charlotte Tilbury, and so many more. To shop, head over to the show notes of our episode and find the link there. You can also head over to themomvoice.com and click the Shop the Show page where it will take you directly to their link. We really do think this is a great gift idea, or you can just do it for yourself. All right, on to the episode. Okay, Lauren, funny story. Are you ready for this? Yes. Okay, you all heard that I had COVID over the summer, blah, blah. But I started watching a nostalgic TV show from my past. Can you guess what it might be? Well, there's a few. Yeah, maybe, she's a maybe, few hardcore ones that she like loved. Maybe one that like I kind of roped you into towards the end and like maybe I yes. named my child after. Yeah. <laughs> Just to give me a few hits. Okay, I started One Tree Hill. One Tree Hill. I like totally took it back OG to like season 1 and whoa. Whoa. Yeah. They've got to be babies. Oh my gosh. It's like 2003, right? Wow. Like all over again, the hair, the you know, all of it. It's just so much. But it also takes me back to like high school and like the fun of high school. But it's probably, did when, what year did it come out? I feel like it came out, I was probably a sophomore. So I'm totally guessing 2002, okay. maybe. Okay. All right. So yeah, we're yeah, talking yeah. like 20 years old, yeah, but which for is sure. so sad to say. For sure. Oh my gosh. Okay. Long story short, I start watching One Tree Hill, did not get that far. But I start following Hillary Burton, all yep. the girls on Instagram, because I just love them so much. Yep. Like Sophia Bush, love her. Um, Bethany Joy Lenz, she played Haley, Nathan and Haley. Yep. Um, oh, yeah. Forever, whatever. So I start following these three girls. They're also a podcast group now. They have their own podcast. All three of them? Yes. I really? forget what it's called. Oh, you guys know. I'm sure some of you out there listen to it, but the three of them have one on iHeartRadio where they wow. they talk about One Tree Hill. And I can so appreciate that, that like someone actually pays homage to what made them famous. Yes. Oh, I totally agree with that. But do you think there's like a following and listening to that? Like, yes, there's all us older, like mid-aged mothers that like would be interested in that. But like, I don't, I don't know. know. Okay. Shocking that I have not listened to it yet because I, I am like, what do you have want to call it? Cultish following yes, of One Tree are. Hill? I you do. Are. Um, I will totally binge it at some point when my life slows down. But yeah, I totally do think that there's like an under, like there is like a following, like an OG group of us that it's our soap opera. No, uh, no absolutely. I think there is something very like nostalgic again and like something that just brings out this like time and memory and period of time that you yeah. like really you celebrate and loved. I mean. I found on my drive, one of my recent road trips, um, that Kristen Cavallari and Steven Coletti. Oh, Coletti. He's a One Tree Hiller, too. Yeah, he's a One Tree Hill, too. Oh, Absolutely. the ties. The two of them have a show breaking down all of Laguna Beach. Oh, my gosh. All of the behind the scenes, yes. like breaking down episodes, what really happened. I just listened to the first, the pilot one, and it was just kind of talking about how they even got recruited to be on the show. I mean, they're literally 16 and 17 years old. 
to be oh recorded gosh. for the drama of their lives and how a lot of it was fake and a lot yeah. of it was real. But oh my gosh, I know it's interesting to hear behind the scenes. Oh, I will totally invest in it at yeah. some point. I just yeah. need to like, you know, get some things settled, I guess, where I have a little free time on my hands because I want to listen intently when I do. But I laughed because my sister sent me a meme that said, uh, like, I, I, I'm butchering it, but it's like, I'm the girl that watches the movie that doesn't know where I know that actor from. Then I look him up and then I look up his whole Wikipedia of every movie he ever did. And then Google to see this movie to the little who married so and his wife was in this movie. Oh, and I do that, too. I, I go totally down the rabbit hole. Do that. And so I think the fandom of like a show that you loved oh. or even an actor you love, like Leonardo DiCaprio is still just such like a marker in time for me. So even like he's been a meme lately talking about how he will only date 25 year olds oh, yeah. or younger, totally. which is like so Creeper. bizarre and perverted. Creeper at this yeah, point, perverted. Leo. Um, Let's age Leo, up. Yeah, we're Leo. We're like 40 something yeah. now. Come on. Um, But. Like, Leo will always have a special place to me, though. Like, even though he's getting old, I'm getting old. Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio, I, I will always love him. Him and Brad. For I you, will girl. all. My heart will go on. Oh, here she goes. Yep. Here she goes. Titanic. Um, but I do think it's like, for me at least, well, you were not so much, you were not as invested in the TV series as I was. No, I wasn't. But, but there's you, something about TV stars where you watch them like for years and years on yes. a serial basis. You're like attached to them. It, yes. Like there are certain television stars uh, yeah. that like will forever be better to me than any movie star that I've watched a two hour movie of. You know there's what I mean? an attachment. Absolutely. It's weird. Yeah. You feel no, like I you know that. them, even though you don't know them. It's their fictional character. Right. But it's bizarre. Anyway, I digress. Did you know, speaking of, you just went down the Wikipedia path. I found this out during COVID. Hillary Burton married Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Oh, yeah, I knew that. I did not know that. I knew that. I've known that for a while. Denny. 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 Yeah, but I always felt like he was like significantly older than so her. So much older than her. And maybe he's not. Maybe he's just like salt oh, no. and pepper. No, no. He I is think old? he's like 15, 20 years older than her wow. for sure. Um, this is going to go into my quip that I had to open the show. And now we're six minutes in. So sorry, guys. Here's what I want to say to you. I'm now following all the One Tree Hill girls on Instagram. Yesterday, I see a photo of them at the iHeart. Oh my gosh, what's it called? Radio. iHeart Radio. Thank yeah. you. They're at like a red carpet thing, like whatever. Sophia looks the same. Bethany or um, Bethany Joy Lenz looks the same, and then Hillary has gray hair now, full on gray. I'm not even kidding. Like either she is like premature grade or maybe we're at that age where she's graying that much. It's all in the front. I'm not saying her whole hair. Okay. She has like brunette, blonde, but in the top. You're telling me front, her roots are gray. No, I'm telling you the whole front top layer of her head is gray. And I'm literally like, now what's happening here? I, I sound horrible, you guys, but this is piggybacking on my what? hit miss of last week of all the upkeep and all the the Botox and all the right. things. How do you feel about that? I don't. Yeah. I don't like it. Tell me the truth. I don't like it. The premature graying and embracing the gray. You know, at 40 you know who years else old. did that for a little bit was Jillian Harris. Yes, Jillian. I wrote it on my notebook. I was Lauren. gonna say Jillian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know Jillian how you did think. it and, and I didn't like it. It was the COVID. Minute, the minute she dyed her hair, she just looked Literally 10 years younger and just like gorgeous. And, and I, not that I'm saying gray is associated to negative or ugly, but I just am like, you're still so vibrant. You're still so especially young. Especially if you're like under 50, especially under 50. I don't know how I, and I literally was like, oh, do I bring this up? Do I say this? I know, it sounds offensive. It does sound offensive and it sounds vain and it's like so like anti UBU, whatever. But like, I just don't know how I feel about no, but it. Even the other day at church, I saw someone with like this silverly, silvery gray hair. Was and it like I was the like, platinum blonde yeah, hair? No, 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 no. It was no. definitely like a gray color. Oh. And I'm like, is she aiming for that? Or is she going with this? Like, it, it definitely looked dyed. But I natural or dyed, I don't know why maybe women under 50 pursue that. I will say I have seen some stunning women with like a white, almost like silvery hair. And they, they really look, I, I bet they are older and it's Agree. like fitting to them. Yes. And it like just, it's so natural and beautiful. Yeah. But especially when you just have the roots, 
And and yeah. I know how do you, else do you grow it out? So I guess Hillary, you just have to start. It just but. like threw me off a little bit because she's like still super thin, has a rocking body. I know, she's so barely, tiny. Barely any wrinkles on her face. Like, let's be real. She takes care of herself. You can tell she's still gorgeous. But like, it's not roots. We're not talking roots, girl. We're talking like full on. Like she's growing it out. She's growing uh, the gray or out. Or it's like she just, I, I don't know. I'm so confused, you guys. So I was just like, I gotta, I gotta go there because- like, at what point do you, well, first of all, have you had grays? Let's go there. Yeah. Like, I'm a blonde. I dye blonde, but my root is dark. And every time they, my my sister-in-law who does my hair says she can see a few. A does few. She? Yeah. Like, where at? Towards the I, front, uh, the crown? You're not crown, sure. Crown, front. Uh, no, not front. Because I don't notice them. Yeah. I do not notice them. Yeah. I, yeah. like, would really have to go digging for them. But she notices them. I don't know. Interesting. You? To this day, I always ask every single time I get my hair done. I'm like, do you see any gray hairs? And she's like, no, not yet. Really? Legit. I don't think I've had one in my head. Wow. But my grandfather on my mother's side literally legit died with a black head of hair. That is crazy. crazy. Yeah. So by the grace of God, maybe I will actually inherit that gene. Wow. And that would be cool. I can embrace it. I'm that not would be real so sure. cool. I know. It's so funny. We, I was just talking to my mom and her sister about gray hair. And then I saw the Burton, Hillary Burton thing. I was like, I got to talk about this. How have we not talked about gray hair on the podcast? Well, and so funny. also something that I think is a little interesting is what do you think of like, let's say, no, let's say, let's say 60 plus with long hair. What do you think of that? It depends on the body shape, if they actually do it, uh-huh. if it's styled. Okay, TMI here, but I have seen a therapist in the past who was definitely in that age range and had longer hair and she's a babe. Yeah. Gorgeous. Yeah. But like it was the whole package. It's right. It's the jewelry, the makeup, the like class. She does it very classy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you have like the Melania Trumps who like do the hair and it's long and like, I I don't know, I I think I'm okay with that. But I feel like definitely if you're a more low maintenance, like you don't want to be, I I, I feel like long hair on older people can quickly just look kind of tired Mm -hmm. or undone. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. What do you no, think? I, I, no, I can just remember this one woman, and she probably wasn't very old because it's from like when I was young, but she was older. She's like 40. She was like, <laughs> yeah, she probably was legit 40, 45, but I remember thinking she was older, and she had this long hair to like the mid back, and I remember being okay, like, that's wow. Pushing that's pushing and, it. And I was just, but I, I, I do think maybe it like, I don't know, gave her more of a youthful, approachable vibe. But then I do think there's this like magical age where all of a sudden every woman thinks they have to chop their hair short or do this like mini like pixie short bob thing because they're just a certain age. And I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. I don't know if women, you you can own the long hair. Yeah. My mother-in-law has longer hair still to this day and she so does, does it and she yeah. looks very pretty on her. Mm-hmm. And my mom's kind of fluxed into shorter somewhat longer but never long I will say though and I'm starting to experience this you never will as will any of your sisters or your mother but my hair has thinned out the older I've gotten yeah through children through whatever I don't even know and I think I hear that from time to time that like as you age your hair just gets thinner it gets weaker right and so like when it gets long I think it can very quickly like look flat and less body so I think older more mature women tend to like go for like the shorter stuff that they can fluff and like do all the things so I don't know that's my take on it but so funny things I hope I never really need to deal with anytime soon but you know that's fine before we go any further, we want to share with you something we've been trying out called D&D Fresh. We have loved this meal prep delivery service um, where we can get some weekly items off of her great menu. I cannot believe how great of a variety she offers from like some breakfast items, snacks to like full entree dinners, like salads and pastas. And of course, it's all mindful of like macros and kind of healthy eating with portion control. And I mean, really, it's such an awesome menu. You just are like craving these great, great dishes. 
D&D Fresh is just a small part of Natasha's business. She is a registered dietitian nutritionist. She has a great website called Dietitian Next Door. And there you can find recipes, information about nutrition, and then go check out her D&D Fresh menu. It is for the East Valley here in Arizona or in Scottsdale, where they prepare these great meals every week. You can pick them up for local delivery or they will deliver them straight to your door. So go check out her website at dietitiannextdoor.com or dndfresh.com if you're interested in the meal delivery or the meal prep kits. We absolutely love it. We're super impressed and we think you will be too. I mean, I guess speaking on like aging and just like what what is what? I know it, it is so hard. I I think it's like a crazy question to say, what would you do or how would you feel if you found out you were pregnant tomorrow? Um, I would have a small nervous breakdown. Yeah. Legit. Yeah. No lie. Like lock me in my room for a week. Let me have all the tears before I get excited. <laughs> yeah. No. And I would get to that. I would. I would see the little miracle it is. And I would come around to that place, but I would need a bit of time, Lauren. And what would be like the biggest blow at getting pregnant like right now? I think that I've just finally, literally my Luke just started kindergarten. Yes. Legit yes. six weeks ago. Right. Or so whatever. Yeah. So it's like, I feel like I've finally hit this point of a true transition to like a new stage of life. Right. Where don't even get me wrong, like you guys, when you're hearing this, I was in Chick-fil-A yesterday with my mother and I'm staring across and there's this cute mom, grandma, and this like cute three-year-old little girl just having her little Chick-fil-A meal. And I legit almost got teary Yeah, because I'm like, oh, it does go so fast. I know that is such a specific chapter, yes. just like the play dates and kids home and, and all the Chick-fil-A memories. Chick-fil-A. Really? I know Chick-fil-A is a specific. stamp mark in the timeline of no our lives. Lie. It really is. And so I don't know. There was this little part of me, which I am not one to like hold a friend's baby and be like, oh, I miss this. My ovaries are screaming. That is not me at all. But I did have a moment where I was like, oh, that was a precious time. Like, that was such a precious time. So I don't know. I think it would just be that of like, I've finally like mentally switched my brain to like, you know, focusing on homework and reading and family time and like not so much sleep training and all the potty trainings and all the other things, right? Lucas five or six? He's five and a half. Five, five and a half. Yeah. Well, at least that would still like oh, there's yeah. recovery it's, from oh, that. Oh yeah, it's doable. That's doable. Totally. If you found totally. out you're pregnant tomorrow, it's still like doable. Five oh, years. Yes. And like I a, said, is a fair gap. I would be thrilled eventually. No, but no, let's be real. It would be it would like life altering. It would rock me. It is just period life altering. I mean, a you child had a surprise. Yeah, and let's I talk had a about surprise. That. So, and I've mentioned this before. My fifth pregnancy. Um. Well, my fifth child. My fourth pregnancy. Um. I was, it was a surprise. I, I was pregnant and totally like, and the thing there. Wait, what did you just say? My fourth child, fifth pregnancy. Fifth child, fourth pregnancy. I have twins, so I only was pregnant four times. Wait, was this pre-Caleb or after Caleb? After Caleb. This, yeah. So what did you just say? I said fifth child, fourth pregnancy. Oh my gosh. Duh. The twins. What am I, I thinking? Yeah. Guys. So, wow. My brain's not so, working. But he would have been my fifth child and... I've t- I've shared this story before. And where do we share it? We need to go Early link that on. Early on. Okay, I'm going to go find that episode. So you, in case you're a newer listener, yeah, you got to go hear that story because yes. it was definitely a bonding life moment for both of us. Yes, yes, because yes. right. I miscarried and we were pregnant days apart. Um, her Luke and my baby would have been just days apart. Which is like so crazy to think about. Legit days. I know. And your sister Katie. Right. If you remember Luke and my niece Brooke. have the same birthday. Yeah. Like yes. it was bizarre. It was bizarre. Yeah. I, we were all going to be due the same time. But I was unexpectedly pregnant. My Caleb was barely a year old. So it had been the other end of like bam, bam, yes. super close together, which was equally overwhelming. Like, yes. wait, 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 wait. I have a baby like still in my hip and I'm pregnant. Like, how did this happen? No, no, no. Like, what the heck? And, um, and you know, there's so many moms out there like, yep, doing that right now. (laughs) Yes, right. That got pregnant so quick after the last one. A surprise. It's so overwhelming. I feel like I hear that more often than I would expect. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I, I remember thinking because we had kind of thought 
should we do another baby? No, no. I think we're done with four. And so when I had Caleb and just being pregnant with Caleb, I totally treated it as my last. And so to be pregnant again and to be surprised and to know we would have five and we were ready to just have four. Oh my gosh, overwhelming. But I mean, but I ended up miscarrying that baby. So I never had my fifth baby. So I only have four children. You're not confused. I only have four, <laughs> but my... And it was such a hard thing. Yes. Like not to dismiss it, you guys, but in case you weren't there for it, it was pretty far along. It was yeah, 20, 20 weeks. I was halfway there. It, it was, was super unexpected. We had a bump at that. We, listen to me. Yeah. You had a bump we, at that well, point. We did. Oh, totally. I guess I yes. had one too. But yeah, it was a very tragic, horrible time. I know. Yeah. It was. It was like a major loss for yeah. sure. And it was such a roller coaster because you do like, it's an unexpected pregnancy. It's a surprise. Like Sarah said, you kind of shed a few tears. You get on, you you get your big boy pants on. You're like, okay, we're doing this. We're and having then you a get baby. Your head around and then it. we're like, okay, yeah, we're excited. You get excited. It's going to be a boy or girl. This is my girl. I've been waiting for all these things. Your kids are and then, pumped. And then my kids were excited. Oh, your kids love babies. Oh my gosh. They were super excited. So it was just for sure like an interesting shift. But that's kind of like a very rare situation. I do think of like, I know a few women that have like, that surprise caboose that is they're like years behind the the group of kids and i that i think for me too to think of that is so overwhelming but do you think they are actual surprises cuz i know that it i don't want to say it's a trend but i know quite a few people who have really had an intentional break like the two family thing. Kind of. Kind not of. two families. I know. But I like, hate to say it like that, but the yeah, two age groups. Yeah, like kind of. front end and the back end. Yeah. Where yeah it's and kind I do of too. like kind of a thing. Like I know a right. handful of families like that. Right. And um, and I see the benefit oh, in it, to be hugely, honest. Like, hugely. You can really appreciate the front two and then you're and more chill. You, they and can they can you. remember having a baby. So, yeah. Crazy. Uh, Part of me, like, I think the same thing, though, like the fact we've just closed that door for so long. The surprise of another baby. Part of it would be, <laughs> oh my gosh, even thinking about it. Part of it would be so exciting and like, oh my gosh, like, okay. But then part of me would be like, wow, we're starting over. My body's going through that again. Oh my gosh, we've come so far. But then I truly do believe it would be a lot easier that go around because like the siblings would be so involved. Oh. Like even more so, like the not yeah. like hugely. And I think you have the perspective that it does oh, end. Yeah. Yes. That right. like you're right. not potty training forever. Right. You're right. not sleep training yes. forever. Like regardless if they're screaming all night for six right. months, like it does end at yes. some point. Right, right. Like I feel like there were times where I just had zero comprehension of like what to expect. Right. It was just like a black void of like yep unknown i had no idea i'm reading every blog post online trying to figure out like the expectation here and i do feel like if i were to go have a fourth unexpectedly i would be super chill about the whole thing i think so too i know what i mean but but maybe that's the way to go maybe you space out your kids and your perspective hell no lauren i mean that door has long been slammed shut for me like as like as as a new mom maybe planning like i don't know there is some like there is some there's comfort in that. Yes, yeah, exactly. Having bigger gaps and then that older ones being hands on and they have the memory of a little sibling. That's always kind of like my kids are super close together and there's so many advantages to that because closer together, we're kind of same stages, we're going together They're with friends, things. Yeah. But like none of them can remember any baby thing at all. Like no one has any recollection of Caleb, my youngest, as yeah, a baby. Totally. And I'm like, surely Tristan has to remember something. No, like no. there's just no even short-term, long-term memory of that. It's like that. Do you was remember gone. Morgan? No, no, a little bit, a very little What's bit. What's your age gap? Um, eleven years, I think. Oh well, yeah. Okay, then yeah. If you can barely remember I that, know. then come think on. of a six-year-old remembering wow. five-year-old. I know. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my so, goodness. Yeah. I know. So interesting. Well, we wanted to talk about marriage yeah, and like some of the issues, not issues, but some of the like road bumps that you can kind of hit after baby comes because yeah. it's definitely a reality that I feel like every married couple faces at some point, probably to different degrees, depending on your baby. Like right. if it's a very demanding baby or a chill baby or a colicky baby or 
you know, one that needs to be fed more than another, whatever. Like, I feel like there's so many variables here, but there are some like themes at the same time. Yes. <laughs> like there are some medical guidelines regarding um, intimacy that right. we all need to abide by and those things. I mean, I'm assuming it's still the six week hiatus, oh, don't you course. think? Yes, yes, yes. Well, who knows? These things change. I'm assuming. You you know um, my sister had her baby a few days ago, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. So we're You're, very much on the cusp of like new baby talk and all the little okay. baby high. You're and more our hyped ha- into this than no, I am. No, no, not really. But just, I mean, it is such, it is, yeah, it's so cute and fine. But yes, coming with a new baby, number first, second, third, fourth, like there, it, there still comes a lot of adjustment, a lot of aftermath. So for any of you out there, a lot of you are like seasoned moms listening to us right now, but you might have a little sister, you might have a friend who's pregnant for the first time or approaching that, you know, stage in their marriage relationship, whatever. And this will be a fun little walk down memory lane for you, if not. But absolutely, this is one to share with them, if not, because we're just going to be raw. We're going to be honest about some of the things not only we experience, but I think are really common for most relationships post baby. I mean, without Phil, I feel like I only focused the nine months leading up to each of my children. I never gave my marriage one. Like, I'm not thinking about my relationship at that point. I'm like researching baby names. I'm looking up all the little aches and cramps and all the things talking. Like, I feel like I'm not doing any mental prep on like how to focus on my relationship right at all during pregnancy after pregnancy all the things so i think this is a great episode for like refreshers on what to hone in on yeah and i think even first baby or not like second or third you probably hit it, it you feel the blow even harder because totally. the demands are so much like you're stretched so thin you're doing bedtime right you you have a toddler you have a kid you have two kids and a baby. Homework. And so then really, like, let's be real. The thing that gets on the back burner is your spouse, just kind of the needs, the, the attention that you, that was once there. So we just kind of wanted to break down issues that can occur and how to kind of beware of them and be sensitive to them. Because as having a new baby, regardless of which one, first to fifth, like it is an adjustment for everybody in the house. And I think a lot of people who are like more seasoned in their marriage will tell you that like when they started having children, started parenting, that's when they started to have either conflict in their marriage, they started to drift, maybe grow apart. They like there's a whole number of issues that not only in your relationship, but I feel like a lot of women neglect themselves. Like depression can come, anxiety can come. Like there's so many things because we just like focus on the kids. We focus on, you know, trying to figure it all out in the schools and the extracurriculars and the dance and all the things where sometimes we forget to like focus on ourselves, focus on our marriage, focus on our friendships. Like all those things sometimes get pushed aside. So I guess we just want to have a little conversation about why it's worth putting in the effort with those things to make sure you're feeling more whole, more happy as a mother in order to like show up for your kids and be the best version of yourself. Absolutely. Okay. So we're going to go over a few issues that can kind of occur specifically between husband and wife, spouses. Um, And the first one definitely occurred in my house. Yes. 100%. Okay. So the first one's domestic duties double and so does your bickering. Okay. Sarah will tell us. I just remember prior to having any children, I, okay, I think most of you know, I love to clean. I think I've said that here. Oh, yes. Yes. I'm a cleaner. I, it's like a outlet for me. I can be productive, whatever, listen to a podcast. I And so it's my own fault. My whole marriage pre-children, I did everything around the house from mowing to mowing the yard, cleaning the inside, grocery shopping, laundry. I did it all. But I found joy in that. Truly, I did. I liked it. After baby, I remember having so many arguments with my husband about 
why don't you ever help me with the laundry? You don't take the trash out on time. This or blah, 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 blah. Like, and, and legit, my own fault to some degree, I had trained him. <laughs> like I had not trained him from day one. And so I know that I legit flipped the script when I started feeling overwhelmed with baby, right? And breastfeeding was hard for me. We've right. talked about that. Oh, yeah, I'm not one of these moms who can just like do it on the fly. It's a whole production for me. And so I, I just remember having a lot of like feelings personally, like contention, anger, um, jealousy. Oh, yes. he just gets to go off to work. That's cool. I just, I, okay, I'll do all the dishes. I'll do all the laundry. There's like 19,000 loads of laundry with a newborn. Totally. You know what I mean? Totally. And like, oh, cool. Show up and let baby like kiss you and be cute. I'm, I'll deal with it. Like, yep. that's fun. Yeah. So I remember a lot of those feelings. Honestly, right. I do. Right. Did you? No. Um. I mean, yes and no. I think absolutely at every point, somebody feels frustrated or even resentful of like, I'm doing everything I need help. Help. But I do think it's um, it's just such an adjustment. And like, if you're going to be a stay at home mom, maybe you're not. I'm. Mean, there's an adjustment with that. And and yeah, the baby doubles the work of everything. You're exhausted. Um, the laundry, the nursing, the feeding, and then on top of that, like you said, the home. And so it's like there is an adjustment. And I think getting in front of it as much as you can is like huge. Yes. And trying to. And that's funny because you said train. Train your man. I don't mean that. No, I know like, that, but it's true. Like, like set like, the expectation right? in front or like, of it. So then when everything is hitting you. That was a bad choice. No, but no, right. I mean, but let's be real. Boys, yeah. men, they're, as they're getting married and they're figuring it out and they don't know how to run a household either. Their moms probably did everything for them. I think I just underestimated myself the amount of extra domestic duty of newborn little being. Legit, like eighteen inch thing, right? Relying, relying on you, like between like, like the lack of sleep. I, it just really shook my world. I just had this conversation with someone about when did you know? Like, what was the biggest transition for you? A lot of people will say from child two to child three was the one that rocked their world. Some will say three to four in yeah. our group specifically. Yeah. For me, it was zero to one. Yeah. Rocked my freaking world because I went from corporate America. I'm staying in swanky hotels. Things are done for me. Bed service is done by the maids every night in the hotel to holy crap. There's a lot of like crying, cleaning, spit up, spit up, spit up. Oh, my Tired, frustration. Oh, all of it. Yeah, it was a hard one for me. It is. It's an adjustment for both of you. Totally. All right. What was number two? Do you want me to say it? Okay. The next one that I think is super common for people, relationships especially, is that your parenting styles can differ. Yeah. I have not had that a ton, but I've talked to a handful of women or a lot of women actually who they kind of say like, oh, I'll try this or this or this, but so-and-so, he just undoes it. He like does this or that, you know, whatever. And I will give my Jeremy that like when I actually saw the light of like baby wise and there is an episode on that. I know some of you hate it. Whatever. We'll not go there. But I needed help. Come six months after Kate, I was feeling crazy and like not sleeping. He very much just like let me do my thing. Yeah. He kind of gave it to me and he allowed me to kind of figure out the plan and we talked about it and he supported me and like did his thing. He never wow. really undid work I was trying to do. Yes. So I can really be grateful for that. But in the same in the same like topic, he never really took initiative sure. either. Sure. So it was on me. And yeah. that's hard. So I don't And know. I think early on for sure, what like about echoing you? to like the baby wise, um, also, we like had to figure our crap out too. And we always joke that like, yes, George would go to the baby. They would, he would bring the baby to the He's bed. He's a soft heart. He's like, yes he, yes, he would have a hard time withstanding all of that and like letting it take its toll and like, let it, let, let's train and nice. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So he kind of would undo some of those like little things, especially with sleep like that. And I think really you start seeing a lot of this as they grow, because obviously parenting really plays into more of a child and as they grow up. And I do think it's obviously something to discuss and explore together as partners because 
I mean, I think obviously what brings you two together most likely is very similar standards, beliefs, theories. But really, George and I grew up very differently. My parents were super strict and his parents were super laid back. Like he didn't have a curfew. He They trusted him. Like he'd come home when he wanted to come home. Yeah, totally. And so even though like maybe in theory, we're like same page at the end of the day, like we grew up very different. So that does like kind of play into things. And so- and your defaults is what you know might be a little different because yes, your of what default you know. is right. kind of what you know or right. what you you grew your up frame on. of reference exactly yeah, so yeah. like discussing that and of course we're talking years in the future totally. but even it starts on day one of just like okay we are going to do this baby wise or we're not we're going to co-sleep or totally. we're going to do Whatever. this together but mm-hmm. let's maybe talk about these things and figure it out together because be on the same page right being on the same page yeah. totally the one thing i would say on this is my, I don't know where I picked this up, but I would just really advise you not to have the um, discussions about how to parent in front of the child. Absolutely. So I don't know a better way to say that, but what I'm saying is I've noticed I've done it a handful of times and I see these looks on my children's face of like, wait, what? Yes. Like there's options? <laughs> yes. Yes. So what I'm trying to say is like, Take those discussions in private and then when the when you're around the children, like have a united front and back each other up. I think not only does that like give your kids like a sense of real foundation of like mom and dad love me, they they can really feel confident in what yes, you're advising. I them. like that. Instead I, of I like agree. the back for that, like whatever. That would be my thought on that. Totally. Okay, number three is you have sex half as often and it's twice the hassle. (laughs) Twice the hassle. And like, let's be real. That is so, so true. I mean, especially in those early months, early years, it is just an effort. It's an an effort effort and you are exhausted. And I I loved how she she wrote here, Mm -hmm. this gal, I like sex. I really do. I just like sleeping more. And when you are so... (laughs) tired and run down I like watching Netflix more yes I like just checking out and not having to help or please another person in any freaking way no I know and it's so true it's so true but then it's all the irony because it also talks about how like that's what brought our baby here that the unity the one and 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 the love of sex and all of that and but would you not agree that now well and maybe it's an age thing more than like a post baby thing i don't even know oh i think it's a definitely an age thing it's an age you know where i'm going i don't yes. even have to say it yes but i'm going to say sex is like a thousand times better today than it was pre babies yeah like oh, 100%. and i had a full like two and a half years be- married before we, like we had a child even thinking about a child and but I'm telling you, like there is just something about having the connection. The like we have been through, you know what together. We've had the sleepless nights. You have seen my vagina rip wide open and cords and blood and <laughs> yes. all the things. Like there is just something about knowing that this person like loves you, accepts you, like has seen all the ugly, all the ugly. Like yeah. you know what I mean. It's just at least for my woman female brain. It's like so much better. No, I think, well, I think women um, just generally too. We like, peak. I we peak, our hormones are different. So you do like when you're in your 20s or early on and or early in your marriage and you're like, what's wrong with me? I don't want to do this. I don't want to have sex. I don't want to even sleep in the same bed or whatever. It That's normal. And that is normal. And it will pass. But like still trying to prioritize the marriage, prioritize your man because they need their love too. And so do you. At the end of the day, I don't think you'll ever regret doing it. It's just like getting there and getting in the mood or getting in the time, but you'll never like regret it. It's just, it's just the, I know it seems like a lot of work and hassle, like it said, hassle, especially when you're dead. Yeah. So true. The next one is, you know, before you have a child, there's a lot of one-on-one couple time and that could even be like, I mean, truly anytime, just getting home from work, have making dinner together, watching a show together, like whatever. There is just a lot of concentrated time together. All of a sudden, when you have a child or multiple children, you're 
that doesn't happen anymore. Like you don't have that like time to just like, how was your day? Like, what's going on? Like, tell me about this. Like, oh, I just got this weird text. Look at this text. Like, just like little bitty things, insights to your lives and whatever. I mean, I feel like very quickly the discussion can shift to, oh my gosh, it was such a day. Like, or it can be happy. It could be super happy. Like, oh, you know, look at Kate, like she did this today and like, oh my gosh, I took a video of it, watched the video and like, blah, blah, blah. Like it very quickly can become about the kids. Absolutely. All day, every day. Well, yeah. And even like when you finally get a moment alone, half the time you are talking about the kids, like you said, and like concerns or this or grades or whatever. Um, Yes. Couple time in even just even personal alone time, it just very much shifts and you kind of can get frustrated with that. You can be burnt out with that you could want to be together and, you know, connect and you just, I mean, it just, your time is not your own. Once you're a mother, it just, it becomes such an adjustment and especially up front when the demands are so big, it just feels like a lot. It does. So I guess on this one, we're just saying we have talked endlessly about date nights on this podcast. You guys go back. We could even share a few if you're interested, but we full heartedly believe in making time for your marriage, for your relationship, for your friendships, for yourself. I mean, we've talked self-care, all the things. Just don't let that go unrecognized. If you start to feel depleted in ways, we, I mean, obviously we would do anything for our kids, but like those things are very important also. And just don't neglect them. They, yes. they require some work too. Plan the date night. You'll never, as well, never regret that. Okay, and our last one is money matters more than you thought. Oh my gosh. Amen. Amen. Have I you know. been to the grocery store lately? Well, absolutely. Oh my but gosh. like after you have a baby, sometimes there's a career shift, mom's staying home, maybe it's a one income. Child care. Child care. Maybe it's working and you child need child care, care right. So money we have been through spent that. On, you too with yeah. sitters. I know. Between sitters. I know. Nanny, child care. You guys, it's so pricey. It piles up so fast on mm-hmm. top of all the other things. Formula, bottles, diapers. Houses to fit the kids. I know, right. A bigger car. Cars. Yes, <laughs> seriously. When I thought I was going to have that fifth baby, like the first thing my brain went to, like a car. Yeah. Holy cow. Like that's a lot of kids. You need a bus. No, right. I'm no, pretty much. <laughs> totally kidding. And so, I mean, it is an adjustment. And again, trying, I mean, you guys know, like one of the first things on the list for divorce is finances. So like always being upfront with that and getting in front of it and talking with your partner, because like you just don't want the money stress to overcome and, and, and ruin all the sweet moments and all the good that's going on because it can be really, really hard. I totally agree. I think the advice here would be to communicate like hardcore. Um, if you're on a tight budget, like be totally honest with whoever the um the one is bringing in the income. Talk about it. You need to understand where the money goes. They need to understand what's needed, all the things. And then I think with all of these, and we've talked about this over and over, communication is like number one. Yeah. Talk to your partner, talk to your spouse, your friends, your mother, whoever, relationships in your life. And just like if you're feeling overwhelmed, ask for help. Mm -hmm. Like just don't let yourself get in a place where you're feeling depleted and life's not fun anymore. Right. It's meant to be fun. Right. And those, well, I guess it is. (laughs) Well, no, but and especially, I mean, as a reminder, we all say it so, 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 so much. Just it is just a phase and it will pass and it will get easier and it does so go so fast. When you're in it, you just feel like, oh my gosh, please, when is when is it over? Like, let this end. Potty training. But Ugh. you will get past it. And it is like, and then you look back at it and you're just like, wow, that flew by. Yep. So it is like such a sweet, sweet, sweet time. But it's it a is. hard time. It's it a hard is. time. It's an adjustment. And I think just making sure that your marriage is feeling number one and prioritized through all of the shifts that you're going to go through is going to be super rewarding to both you and your husband. And you are too. Yeah. Take care of yourself. Fit in that exercise time, whatever you need to kind of get refreshed for the day or the week ahead. It will do wonders. Okay, before we get to our hits and misses, we want to tell you about a super fun brand 
that we've been working with called Annie's Kit Clubs. This is a super fun thing that we think heading into the holiday season, the school breaks, you could inspire delight, fun, and connection with you and your child. Head over to their website, annieskitclubs.com, and look around. You can sign up, choose your craft. There's everything from knitting to sewing, paper crafts, jewelry making, all kinds of different things. Sign up, and then upon purchase, you can get 50% off your first month with promo code Mom voice. Again, it's Annie's A N N I E S kit clubs.com. And at checkout, enter code Mom voice for 50% off the first month. Okay, Lauren, let's wrap this one up with our hits and misses of the week. What was your miss? My miss was I have still not wallpapered my front room. Oh my gosh, I was ah, going to ask you this. I like literally every day I'm like, okay, I'm going to go in there. I just don't know if I can do it by myself. Are you and feeling intimidated? No, I'm really not. I YouTubed and I feel like pretty oh my gosh, capable. Stop. Let me do to, this no, for you. Stop. You've been so busy. No, but George, I do want George to be there just to kind of help me like straighten it out as I'm hanging it up there or whatever. And he's have been you ever slammed. Wallpapered? No, not a ton. Oh no. I'm coming over. Lawrence, stop. I will be there this weekend. Oh my gosh, stop it. I'm dead serious. You cannot do your first job in that room. I know. I'm going to do it for you. I love it and I'm super fast. Oh, well, okay. I, okay. But yes, I was going to ask you about this because we talked about it recently yeah, in an episode. I know. And I'm working with Designer Boulevard. I just got to get this going. So gosh, are you excited? I am. I really am. So fun. I love wallpaper. I know nobody wallpapers now. Or it's kind of coming back, maybe. No, I do definitely think it is. And definitely kind of the peel and stick. I know it's like, but I do think that like provides like more for people, more available, like easier. I totally do. All right. My miss this week is kind of lame, but it is totally our miss. I just feel like I've totally failed on the exterior of my house, meaning like plants. So I I used to have all these fun potted plants in front of my door. Everything is dead. Like I'm that person who you roll up the Amazon, the poor Amazon delivery guy. Every time he drops the packages, he's like, well, (laughs) like stop it. No lie. There's like seven dead plants in pots. I'm like, I need to get on and get these things replaced. And I want to so much because there's so many fall like fun I fall know. plants. I know. I love the I moms. Know. And I, love I know the moms. Like, totally. Dude, have you put out your Halloween decor? No, not yet. Oh my gosh. My neighborhood is like already on it. And I'm Are like, they? Good. Yes. Wow. I'm yes. feeling the pressure. I know. It. Well, I guess it is this. Oh my gosh. It's this weekend. Dude, maybe, maybe this weekend I'll get motivated. Wow. Let's see. Yeah. Let's see if the pumpkins are up before this episode goes Ooh, live. Yeah. I know. Right. But anyway, and then my pool is full on green. Green at the moment. And I have a pool guy and I'm pissed at the pool guy. Yeah, that's super frustrating. No, that's right. Yeah. Uh, So annoyed. I know. All right. What was your hit? My hit is just like a funny like thing to talk about. I just something I experienced. So I recently burned my finger really bad, but like I burnt it like it was like this little hole. What had happened is I had put something in the microwave and it melted and I pulled it out and the, the melted plastic fell on my finger and it like like just burnt a hole pretty deep, like just like oh. kind of sunk right into the skin. Oh and and so it was like a hole in my finger, a hole. And I just have to say, I just it's so fascinating. Skin is so fascinating. <laughs> I just really like thought for sure I'd have a hole in my finger forever. And no, my and you're my, talking about the rejuvenation of your skin. Yes. Oh I my just gosh. think I've never Look really at you. I haven't I haven't had an injury on my body. In a long time, like a scrape, but that's like doesn't even count. But your kids. But yes, and they like rebound, but like I don't like sit and look at it. But what I'm staring at my finger day in, day out, and I'm like, what's going to happen to this finger? Is it going to look like mangled and distressed the rest of my life? Mm -hmm. And it really is just so fascinating. You're so cute. The skin like totally came back. I know. And I just thought, surely it's going to be a hole. Like, how could it? Like, it was bad. And so. I have these thoughts every time I have a gnarly kinker sore in yeah, my mouth. I know. I'm right. like, is this thing ever going to go away? And then it slowly just and starts just to like, like your body magically recovers. Heal. Yeah. Your body just like knows yeah. what to do, obviously. And thankfully for my kids who literally cut and bruise themselves daily. I know. It is like, I mean, I know they deal with it, but like, I just like, when was your last like severe injury? Seriously. 
I I can't even think of a time that I really, I did burn my, remember I burnt my back with the um, steamer and I kind of watched that also heal up and now it's pretty much completely gone, which I thought for sure would scar. I bruise a lot. Yeah. I don't so much like have lesions, but I bruise a lot. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that's about, but yeah, I don't know. But I yeah, it's just it is fascinating. So fascinating. No, it I is know. just so bizarre. I love that. And George also cuts up his hands literally all the time. Oh, and he was the one telling me, it's just going to, it will fill in. I was like, it's a hole. He's <laughs> like, it will, it will just heal up. Watch. Da, da, da. And I'm like, did that wow. Hurt so bad though. Yeah, it did. It burns, did mm-hmm. dude. Burns yeah. hurt so bad. I'm sorry, girl. Um, well, my hit of the week is I got on a tangent two nights ago. Where everybody was in sleep, everybody was asleep finally. And I hole up in my closet, I closed the door, put a podcast on, and I went to town, girlfriend. On your closet? On my closet. Oh, good for you. Or, I didn't get rid of anything, but I was just at a state where there was like laundry piling up. I'd been on two trips, so there were like multiple suitcases that were not packed, crap just thrown everywhere. Cause I'm the worst. Like, I, I will literally, like when I'm cleaning, I'll just throw it in a closet. If I don't have to see it, I feel good about my life. Yes, I but feel like, good about that too. When I walk in the closet and it's like the chaos. So anyway, I did. I stayed up for like three hours and I organized my shirts, my pants. I hung up handbags. I cleaned out all my drawers. Well, didn't clean them out. I organized and I folded oh, things. Oh, that feels good. Uh, I stacked my shoes. They're all toe pointing. It was amazing. That feels good. So now every time I've walked in there since then, I just feel really good about my life. Good for you. So if you need to pick me up, guys, you do that. You go put you a show on one night after everybody's in bed. And I promise you, it's going to make you feel good about your life. Yeah. Straighten that closet up. I love it. All right, girl. Well, that's going to do us for this episode. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. We are counting down the days until we head to Florida. I know. Mom voice takes Florida. Oh, if Ian doesn't wipe it. Yeah, currently it's being hit by a hurricane very severely. if you're in Florida, you guys, I I hope everything's okay. We're praying for you. We've been watching it. We have. Oh. Dang hurricane season. Yeah. yeah. I tell you, but yes, we are excited and we just hope everybody, if you're being impacted at all by that, that you're okay, you're safe, and everything's okay. We are back next week with a brand new episode. So make sure wherever you're listening to us right now to hit that subscribe button or follow. And if you haven't yet, go ahead over and leave us a five star rating and review if you don't mind. It truly does help us out more than you know, and we see every single one. So thank you so much. We love that. We are also on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok at The Mom Voice Podcast. That's right. So if you have any questions about what voice belongs to who or who our children are, anything like that, you can go check it out on there or reach out to us over DMs. That is probably the best way to talk to us. Um, Anything else? Lauren, what am I leaving out? I know. Well, that's really it. Yes. All right, guys. We hope you have a great week. We will see you next Monday. Take care of each other. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.